All right, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Hello, everyone. All right, well, here we are. We are, this is the Christian response to the George Floyd, um, Derek Chauvin uh, trial that we just got finished. Uh, Heidi informs me that there have been a couple other big name um, people that have done big name on YouTube and other online ministries and stuff. Uh, have, have done this response all, yeah. to this, and I saw I saw one last night that was actually pretty good too. That was it was an immediate reaction to it that was really good. Yeah. Um, but so we're gonna I'm gonna um, share my response on that, or, or you know w- what I think of it, and then how we as Christians I think should respond to this. Yeah. Um. For me personally. And and there is, there's a lot here, and I, I really ask that you would, you would take this to prayer and hear this out, because we really have to look at this issue with everything laid out here. Um, so we, we need to not be hateful, we need to not be angry, uh, we need to not be uneducated. I mean, you know, that, that goes uh, for both sides. So we, we just need to step back and look at this. And, and what do we, where do we go from here? What do we do with this? What's going on? Um, and there is a lot to this that goes deeper than I think most people realize or know, which I'll get to. But I guess first I'll give the nobody asked for my reaction and opinion on what I saw yesterday. Not not in whole, but just so not the reaction you asked for. But yeah, I'm giving it to you. Anyway. And, and and again, we're you know I'm 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 just uh, we're gonna talk about the topic deeper. But this is just my reaction to um, what happened with um, Derek Chauvin's. Uh, guilty verdict yeah. on the counts of uh, second-degree murder, third-degree murder, and manslaughter. Um, my kind of response, my response to that. And yesterday, I was watching. You know, I've watched this trial very closely. I know a lot of people haven't. That's what I was going to say. You've away, literally been down here watching it. Every I have day. because, I mean, high-profile cases like this anyway interest me. And I am, you know, that that's just something that's always been a hobby that's been instilled in me since I was little. It's just but to be you grew in that up direction. in a I did, in which family, in which I'm know? going to bring up yeah. again, and I know I've brought up many times on this podcast, but I'm going to bring it up again. Um, but you know, my thoughts watching it yesterday and, and watching throughout the whole thing. Um, my my final thoughts on what happened was this sucks. It sucks to watch somebody lose their career and go to prison for a very long time. I mean, granted, he's not going to, um, get, you know, no criminal record, a police officer. He's, he's not going to serve uh, the full amount of time, which, you know, I, th- that's neither here nor there, whether I agree with that, which I mean, I, in, in, I don't, you know, I think, I think, but that, that's not, um, the issue here. I, I, I think what is, is just, it, it just sucks. Um, but at the same time, it made me literally sick as 
it was designed to do. But it literally and, and made all of us sick watching Derek Chauvin kneel on George Floyd for what it nine and a half minutes without any any care or remorse or anything, whether he was in shock, whether whatever they they wanted to argue, whatever the defense wanted to argue. That was absolutely disgusting. And watching so, watching somebody's life pass in front of your eyes. I mean, this is something that, you know, it, it used to be, hey, have you ever seen a dead person? Um, now we, we have it at the palm of our hand and we can, we can see people die right in front of us, which is, I, I mean, no, we're not there, but you're watching it and, and watching somebody's life slip away. Um, that, that, that sucks. And, and it was disgusting and it was despicable and it should have never happened under any circumstance. Um, but there's, you know, um, so I, I think that that part of it made me um, not, not happy because, as I said, I, was, I, I felt remorse, which I never thought that I would. And I'm admitting something right here. I felt a little bit of remorse for Chauvin. And I was very surprised by my reaction to that. But I'm like, man, that sucks because I know... He didn't wake up that day and go, I want to kill somebody. Yeah. You don't do that. And whether or not, you know, that, that has happened or before, that just normally doesn't happen. And I don't believe in his case it did. He certainly was not squeaky clean. Um, there's a lot of things even with his personal information in life that have come out, that have come to light, that have been kind of questionable. So it's like, you know, I, whatever. But I don't believe that he intentionally did that and meant to to trigger off the 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 race war that ensued afterwards. You know that I, certainly. I mean, if if you, I know that if you could get Derek Chauvin and, and talk to him and go, hey, uh, don't you wish that you just would have not answered this? <laughs> Weren't you wish that you would have not been there? You know, uh, maybe skip this call or something. You know, yeah. like don't you wish this? Because of what, not, not because you regret, you know, um, you know, handling the situation the way that you handled it, but just for what happened in the world to it, the world response to it. I know if you cornered him, um, you know, he'd probably say that, yeah, I, I never wanted to see any of this happen. Well, yeah, I highly doubt becoming a household name because you killed someone and yeah. you know what and, I mean? And, and, it's and like to, you were literally you know, now known around, you were a nobody one day and now you're known around the world and because now you killed someone. He will be in protective goal. custody, but he still will be a marked man in prison. Absolutely. Um, any point, I mean, it, you don't have to, you can, people have been killed in protective custody all the time. Yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. So it's, it's not something that can't happen. And you know, it's, that sucks. Whenever a cop goes to prison, and and I I've, Be I've it certainly or not it yeah sucks. it sucks. And I've I've certainly seen things in a different context where people have been completely innocent. Sure. And have been it's it's been worse. Um, it, it, you know, in in this one, he was, you know, I again. 
I, because I'm on the other, I'm on definitely more on the George Floyd side. If anybody was going to try to pin a side for me here. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that Chauvin did, I think I'm pronouncing his name wrong too, so forgive me, but, um, it sort of is, but I'm, I'm making it sound, I think, like with a show, like Showtime, I think it's show, CH. Yeah. Anyway, um, got off track there. But uh, anyway, I think I was saying that, you know, he was at least handling a criminal call. Like, I mean, sure. like, a, like a crime. Yeah. And how he handled it I'm not again I'm not giving him any green light for what he did but at least there was something here that occurred rather than just you know we see all of these crazy videos where these these police have nothing to go on they're they're you know violating a fourth amendment right or something like this and then um, this innocent person ends up getting killed that doesn't even have you know we, we see this all the time too I don't think that's probably is what is more widespread but it does happen but Anyway, I mean, with going back to this, you know, it just it, it really, really sucked. And it really sucked watching his, you know, George Floyd's family. And, of course, you see these trolls of Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton come out of the stinking woodwork, man. Every to just, time. They're every like trolls under rocks. Time. And they just come crawling out. Like, yeah. And I mean Jesse Jackson is gone. Yeah. I mean dude is like he like he was his mouth was hanging open like half of the, the I mean, time they're just they were puppets for that they movement are. Anyways, and, it, and, and it just oh my gosh it made me so mad because they're celebrating this like this is some great achievement. And look, I agree with the jury. I believe, yes, he is guilty of second and third degree and manslaughter. If, if you don't agree, fine. How you, but, but well, I think that'll, some of that question um, is, is going to be answered by scripture here in a few minutes. So we're not going to do anything by opinion here. We're going to answer by scripture because... There's a certain heart and it's the, you know, that the spirit has and a certain fruit that the spirit produces and love, joy, compassion, mercy, every single attribute of God that God has us towards sinners is something that we should extend to every person, no matter what, no matter we understand that justice needs to be served. We understand that there's evil people and everything, but at the end of the day, we understand that flesh and blood is not our enemy. That is not our enemy. That's our mission field. So we don't ever want to see that relationship become hateful and cold. Um, but again, I'll get into that. So I want to, you know, that, that's, that's my response or my thoughts on it. And I do believe that justice was served in this, in this case. Um, 
and again, I, I want everybody to understand that, yes, this issue, not particularly this issue, but the, the policing issue and police reform and, and law enforcement and, and this just in general, uh, as Heidi just said, um, and I've stated many times on this podcast that I come from a law enforcement family. I myself was being bred to go into the sheriff's department. That's okay. literally what that's, your like upbringing that's <laughs> what it you to do. was. And it was not that I couldn't take it or not that I couldn't make it or anything like that. Um, because I was, and I don't want to be, if anybody watches police activity or anything on YouTube, it's a YouTube channel. They'll get a kick out of it. They post all these different body cam videos from police, um, you know, just to, um, just different police encounters of them getting, it's, it's not an anti-cop channel. It's just body cameras of police interactions of these high profile, you know, um, um, but it's like things. a middle of the road. Like, it's not pro-police or yeah, anti-police. It's not pro it's just they're, here's they're the footage. They're looking for footage of <laughs> yeah. whether it was used in court for to prosecute or, you know, to whatever. Um, but there's a there's a famous guy on there named Jeremy DeWitt, and he's a serial police impersonator. <laughs> and so, like, any, please understand that nothing I'm about to say here is anything in that right because— um, no, I don't have any, um, you know, I did not go to the academy. I absolutely, you know, didn't, I chose not to. Um, I did not have any further training other than what I'm about to, to say. But when I said that we were, I was being raised in it, I was in the Sheriff's Explorers program as going into, I was in the program, the, the senior part of the program where the, it's the last four years before you jump to the academy. So you're going through high school and then you go straight to the academy out of high school. And that's where I was. So we did a ton of training with the sheriff's department and SWAT. I've trained with SWAT. Do, you have a, do I have SWAT experience? Do have I, no, absolutely not. I have been, I was trained for competition by SWAT. They came and worked with us for a whole week, working with us doing uh, felony warrant uh, um, uh, service calls, um, felony traffic stops, all different kind of things. Um, you know, we had these real life scenarios that we, you know, we would do the, the, the where we would shut down. Um, this one road, this one really big road that we had in the town that we grew up. Uh, and they would do all their exercises once a year, um, the fire department, the paramedics, and the um, um, uh, uh, sheriff's department, police, the whole, the whole, everybody was there. And they, it was like one of these big, massive responses. It was a really huge ordeal. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was huge. They would flip, they would uh, fake flip over a bus yeah. with like 30 people in it that were all had injuries. They had lifelike come and fly. So, I mean, it was, it was a whole deal that they did once a year. And then um, we did competition where we went to uh, Nevada and we competed against all the other police and sheriff's departments, explore programs um, around the country. You all compete at once. So that's what we were being trained to do. And they, the, the competition, and I don't know, this is how it worked when I, when I did it. I don't know how it works now. 
Um, but the competition was in things like a felony traffic stop, a felony warrant, um, you, you serving a felony warrant. So those are um, the things you would drill and practice and So these are the things that we drill and, and practice, yeah. yeah. And they brought, they brought the San Bernardino County um, uh, Special Forces out to um, train us in these things. So, I mean, like, you know, it's... Do I have, like, is any of this knowledge that I'm, you know, am I? No, absolutely not. And I did not go to the academy and I did not further anything other than that. But I did have that and I do have a good grasp of law enforcement and what it's like in law enforcement. Like I said, I was being bred for this. You it grew up in a law my... enforcement family. You're not just blowing air is no, what you're I'm trying not. to get and at here. I'm, I'm not, <clears throat> I made this decision 100% by myself. Because I saw what happened to, I think, to me personally and what happened. There were some issues that I won't go into, but some issues that happened into with my family. and Because of law enforcement. Because of yeah. law enforcement. And I said, you know what? I don't want to become what that requires. Yeah. It's not that I can't take it. I don't want to become that. And I mean, I remember when we moved out to the East Coast, I, you always said, you know, why you stopped pursuing it. You're like, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. And I don't, you know, I, we're from a, a town where everybody knows everybody. Like, I don't want to do this. I remember we moved out East, pulling up all the paperwork for you to go and apply in Charlotte, remember? And I was like, come on, aren't you going to do this? We've moved, like, grow. I mean, you everything for you to be in law enforcement has been, you are all about the justice system. Like, you know all the things. That's where your passion is. And I remember we moved out here. I pulled up all the stuff. And we had that conversation where you're like, the type of person that you have to become to make it in law enforcement is not something, I'm not willing to sell my soul for that. No, I'm just and, not. Uh, and I'm not. And here's what I'm not willing to sell my soul for is, and this number is disputed. Um, of course, every single number is going to be disputed by some source or another. But it, the source is good because it's from um, a Broward County criminal lawyer who did a research article here. Um, his name is Michael Gottlieb. I think that's a, how you pronounce his last name because it's... Uh, I'm probably not doing it any justice, so forgive me. But anyway, um, he did a uh, research article on this. But but guess what? The profession with the highest rate of domestic abuse is. Take a wild guess. Take a wild guess. Law enforcement. Which For, we, it, we 40%. Watched it. Yeah. 40% so nearly of half law enforcement spouses will have some sort of domestic violence. What and now this covers this covers a wide range of domestic violence. I this mean covers, one of the last But I I I I'm this is where I'm pro woman in the I believe that verbal abuse mm -hmm. is physical abuse. Yeah. If it's in the way of if it's I, I mean I okay, let me rephrase that. Your husband there being a jerk be, isn't verbal abuse. No, but there can be language <laughs> that yeah. is verbal abuse, yeah. and that can be domestic violence in in that way. Um, and and you're not if if you're yelling at somebody and you're willing to to do that, you're 
probably grabbing them harder than you should. You're probably mm-hmm. treat even if you maybe not beat them. Um, you you probably are pushing them around, and that 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 probably counts. Well, and in that's this, the but, thing, though. I mean, you watch this growing up in your family. We know you you were in with all of the people that are in the law enforcement circle, right? So you get to know people's personal lives, their business. One of our last weddings that we did was a wedding within the yeah. kind of law enforcement department, and there were multiple women that went home that night that as I was having to help put them in their car, because of course everybody drank way too much, as I was having to try, as the wedding planner, trying to help put them in their car, I was inside praying going, oh my gosh, she's going to get the crud beat out of her as soon as he pulls away. Him who's been drinking, right, and well, now getting was, in the car. Was the, wasn't this the... Ch- it was, was the it captain of the... The captain of the fire department. Her, her wife that we were like, we, at the end of the night, it was so bad between them. I'm like, who the heck do we call the police what? department's here? I don't even know who to call to try to get this lady help as he's dragging her around, you know, doing all this stuff. They're all here, right? All of law enforcement's here. This is a law enforcement fire department, you know, party, this wedding, this like 300 person wedding we're doing. And I'm like, I, mo- many of these women I know are going home and getting the tar beat out of them. And they're, what am I supposed to do? Who do I call? I'm looking at the chief right now. Yep. And that's, that's, the, other, that's the other part of the problem. Um, d- so... And, and the reason for that, there's many reasons, and people will go and defend that. But They'll I say, think the point is most people go, well, that's just a, a small minority. That's just an off-chance thing. And it's like, no, when you actually are one of their inner circle people, this is common practice. And that's the problem. That doesn't mean it's everyone, right? You said 40%, so it's nearly half. Nearly it's half. Not, it's not everybody. And that's just reported, right? That's just what they found. But it's right. a lot. That's just it's what's often. reported. Correct. This and, isn't and a small domestic little... violence. Often is not reported. exactly. And so the point is, is that this isn't a small chance. There's yeah, there's a couple bad apples out. No, unfortunately, in this industry of law enforcement, it's pretty common practice. It's Un- not everyone, but it's a lot. Yeah, and and mind you that this this lawyer that this forty percent comes from this comes from a defense lawyer for defending police officers and. and um, has a past, I believe, of also being a prosecutor. So I think he flipped. But um, the point being, it's the not point just being that, that and, it, and it's not just that. I mean, every sort there's there's so many different sources that you find that this forty percent number is consistent. Um, you know, you you will find it debated, and and there is a couple things, but the forty percent number is consistent. And again, as we said, I, I I can personally attest to this in multiple locations, not just in. I've been I've lived from one side of the coast to the other side of the coast, and I have seen the same situation in the exact same places. So if this, the so I mean, change, is it just but the is it just dumb luck yeah. that yeah. I have seen this? Is it just because everybody's argument goes, well, that's just a localized thing. This is not widespread. It's not this kind of number. Well, I, that's not true. That's simply not true. Um, that does not make the rest of them bad, you know, uh, bad people. That means that there's 40% that are, that don't belong. And you have some police officers and sheriff in our church, right? They're sure, amazing absolutely. men, great amazing it's people. And, and I'm not, in no way am I anti-law enforcement. In fact, it's quite the, quite the opposite. But they, because I, I believe that the responsibility is um, higher. But the other number is, and this one is very disturbing, and this one hits home personally. 13 
in every 100,000 people in the general population commit suicide. Okay, that's the number. So it's 13 in 100,000 people in just general population. That number jumps to 17 in 100,000 from police officers. And that was in 2018. It's since gotten higher. Yeah. The suicide rate. So suicide is more deadly for police officers and law enforcement than the job is itself. And we both, you know, I mean. Deaths are twice as many by suicide as they are by on in on the in the line of duty twice as much twice so you are as a police officer twice as likely to die yourself than to die it's insane and and why do you think this is right don't it's this bigger problem i don't want anybody to message or say anything to me about this because i know two two of them that committed suicide in the town that I grew up. Two. One I was very close with. Yep. The other one I knew but wasn't super close with. The other one I was. And we're talking small town over a period of 20 years, right? Yeah. Very close with him. His his daughter used to come in where I worked all the time. But I'm saying, like, that's two people out of... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. A 20-year window in a small town in California, right? Like that that's just a, a drop in the bucket compared to, you know, you're not talking about, you know, being ins in, you know, Los Angeles or some huge thing. You know what I mean? So like Right. That's astounding. Yeah. And and um you know, that one hit home. Hardcore, man. I mean, I still even going back and thinking of that. And and you knew him personally too. Um just from yeah. Um, being around the school where we grew up. Yep. And I can, th- I, I'm struggling to think that, I, that, that there is actually three that I know that committed suicide, but I, I, I just remember two off the top of my head. And, you know, that it, it, the job, it is, it sucks, but we are, we are forcing these guys into situations and into short amounts of training and we're taking any candidate that we can find and throwing these guys out on the street and throwing them into proactive police work in a world that hates them. Like we're throwing these guys to the wolves almost with no training. And then we have formed this attitude now that this, you know, um, you know, this, this cop worshiping attitude where they don't, they do no wrong. And Trump, the Trump administration certainly helped with that. I mean, granted, it's a, it's a good plus to the Biden administration with the Black Lives Matter and the, you know, um, everything that's come from that. I mean, Channing, you know, kill the pigs and all these other things. Um, you know, there's a video that just got released recently that was the absolute, you know, on the, on the one side, the George Floyd was the most disgusting thing that I've ever seen. Well, I just, there's a recent new video that came out with a New Mexico police officer oh, that was so shot and awful. killed. That that was literally the most, dis- like, I, I mean, my heart sank and it was literally the most disgusting thing that I have ever seen. 
um, killed in cold blood, shot, I mean, just shot in the head with no, I mean, just no remorse whatsoever, um, you know, pulling over a truck for, for window tent and helping Homeland Security out. Um, so it's, and, and this guy just came out cold with an AR-15 and just was, I mean, it was just disgusting. And, you know, there, it's just, there's, we do need police reform and I don't want this podcast to go here. Um, because I want to get to our response, but we do need police reform, not in the way that it's being sold in the world, but there's a lot of different reform that needs to happen here. Listen, there's but for some, the good of the citizens and, and the police, and officers, the police they need police yes. reform. And you know, there's, there is training that it takes, you know, four years in longer to become a doctor. Um, you know, to, to become a lawyer, look at all of the, the, the time that you have to spend. And then to become a police officer, it takes you a few months. I'm sorry, but we, that, that, that it doesn't work. And the amount of training that you need there and the amount of resource and things that you would have to, to have is just tremendous. And it's not, it's nothing that we provide or offer or even are in the position to do so. So therefore, it's a completely broken system going out and having things happen on both sides of this. And it's that's one thing that we as Christians have become cold to, and that's concerning. And I suppose um, that will lead into, in just a second here, the you know what our response should be to these types of things and and you know being real with one another and not you know joining these sides on blue lives matter or black lives matter it's not about either movement it's about you know it's about what's going on in the world not not about what's going on because it's supposed to be all um, lives matter, and the problem is right now and, between black lives and blue lives is that no lives matter is what we've gotten. Right. With, right? Everybody wants to scream black lives matter or blue lives matter. You see the stickers on every car, and it's like y'all realize that with everything you're doing, you're essentially making it no lives matter. That's and, far more important and damaging. But it's also important to understand that us as Christians is racism is increasing and racism is very, very real. And this is something that we as Christians deny. This is something because the left is so radical about it right now and because it's getting, but it's, it's real. And is it, is, does George Floyd have, no, that's not my point. The point is it's real because it's biblical and Jesus said that it was going to be. And you see all of these race wars that are, that are cooking up. We can't deny what we're seeing. And you, you have to realize that there's real people on either side of that. There's people on both sides that are suffering. You have this, this police officer in New Mexico and you have George Floyd on this side. You have both sides that just, that does not need to happen. And, but it, but it will. And that's what's unfortunate, and these are things that we need to realize. Um, but this is especially, before I get into that real quick, I wanted to say that this especially, I have never seen with a George Floyd case a more, now, I don't take back, with these next comments, I don't take back anything that I just said either, but I have never seen a more set-up case in my life. Everything happened far too perfect in this case. The amount of clear video that we have, the amount of, 
just the the response of Chauvin, the response of the community, the response of the law enforcement, you know, government officials, um, politicians, um, you know, everything. What happened here? It was just perfect. And then watching this whole trial, it got. I mean, I'm on like I said on both sides of this. It was perfectly orchestrated. Because during this trial, I'm watching the defense for Chauvin argue that, okay, well, maybe he died of cardiac arrest because it was confirmed that he, he died of cardiac arrest. Well, no, that's not completely, that, that's not completely accurate, and, but I guess that's not something that I want to get to yet, but... Um, you know, they're they're saying this, and then they say, okay, well, maybe it's carbon monoxide from being underneath the car. I mean, basically throwing any, and this is the only defense that you have. I mean, that's really the only thing that you have. So, but what kind of picture does that paint? That paints an idiot picture for law enforcement and for the this whole side of it. It's it, it's set up. Because you're watching this, I mean, he's looking like a fool defending the fact that he, this man died from anything other than his chest being compressed, him being, yes, I mean, there's so many factors that went into his death. But guess what? He would not have died if Derek Chauvin would not have kneeled on his neck. And that was proven in court. And that was proven by the result of the trial. I mean, if if you're a Christian, your response has to understand that every single one of those jurors only took 24 hours. We all know, we all know what happened. What what evidence is there for us to consider in this? But this is what makes it a setup because we have idiots like Ben Shapiro and all these conservative guys on the other side arguing these things from a conservative serious standpoint. Well, we know Derek Chauvin, we, we, we know that nailing on somebody's neck is not, you know, in, in all of these ridiculous facts that he's spilling out and I'm going, my, are, you are reaching so far and you are looking like an idiot trying to defend what we just watched. But I'm going, this whole thing is too perfectly set up on the left and the right. We have conservatives now that are, I mean, this it, it's just too perfectly orchestrated. It's not orchestrated by the government. It's, it's, it's orchestrated through them, but not by them. It's directly through Satan. Because this goes into what... And everybody's getting way too worked up over being anti-government. To oh. realize, yeah, yeah, yeah. Government sucks, right? There's no, there's no arguing. But guess that. what? They're being used. You're guys. missing the picture that You're, it's Satan yeah. who is in charge of all government, right? Who is running the show here? You are missing Satan. Yeah. It's the whole Satan shoes thing, right? Yeah. It's like you guys don't don't be so caught up with the trees that you miss the whole forest. Yeah. you know. You're, yeah, I mean that that's exactly it, and I mean exactly they are being used for this purpose and we as Christians cannot it's ignorant it's biblically ignorant for us not to understand this and not to see this and especially in something like this it's completely biblically ignorant because this goes to Matthew 24 
in what Jesus said. In Matthew 24, Jesus is speaking of the second coming. He's speaking of the tribulation period up into the second coming. He's not speaking of only first century 70 AD Israel. That's, that's not it. He is also speaking of the second coming. That's just for anybody that's just like, well, actually. So anyway, he is speaking of the tribulation period and the second coming. Okay. But we understand that we go, you know, rapture into the tribulation period here. Okay. But there's not going to be any sort of, you know, poo, you know, like these clothes falling out of the sky or anything like that. That's, that's not going to happen. It's going to be business as usual. And most of the world is not going to realize what the heck happened. So these things that Jesus is saying here can prove true to before the rapture and before the tribulation period. These are times leading up. Jesus is speaking of the time from when he spoke these words to throughout the end of the age. His return. So what holds true there holds true for, for what's going on in our world today. Jesus says in, in Matthew 24, 7, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Nation against nation. We know the Greek word there, ethnos. Okay, It indicates individual race or nation, but it, it, it's race. So nation against nation would be raced against race. And then kingdom against kingdom would be the nations. The synonym there for nation in the word is race. So blacks versus whites versus Muslim, these, these groups, this is going to increase. And then we know the kingdom against kingdoms. This is the nations against, pitted against one another. And hello, let's look around. Every nation I mean, is coming against Have you seen what's going one. on in, I mean, most people Russia don't. Yeah, I was just going to say, Russia and Ukraine. What's going on in Israel? What's going on, um, you know, Syria? Like what's, literally take your globe, spin it, and put your finger down, and then do that again. And like both of those places are, are up against things, right? Like there's no shortage. And, it's everywhere. And we, God knows we have unrest here. I mean, look what's... I mean, we're, we are on the verge of a civil war. I mean, we're too lazy. I was going to say, I think it's, we should be thankful that Americans are as lazy as we are, because I think that might be the only thing kind of holding us back and slowing this down, honestly, because our nation is literally divided perfectly down the center. It is. So we know that that's, that's where we're at. And that's what we are seeing. But the warning to this and, you know, what Jesus says in, in verse 12, because lawlessness will be increased. So because lawlessness will be increased because of this reason, the love of many will grow cold. 
not only in the tri- not throughout the tribulation, not only throughout the tribulation period, their love will grow cold towards God, and we see them even in R- Revelation. We see them cursing God till the end, till the very second coming. They did not repent. They are cursing God. But because of this lawlessness, and we we can agree in our society, in our world, that we see lawlessness is increasing. We see it on our streets. We see it in everyday life. How many mass shootings have... I can't even count the amount of mass shootings that we've had in a month. Off the top of my head, I, I couldn't do it. No, or we were months. trying to have conversations about it with our with our friends this past weekend. And we're like, wait, was that that one? Wait, what about that one? Oh my I gosh, I can't not, keep them straight. I can't, I can't. Yeah. And it's not just because... That, you know, it's not just because, we, oh, okay, well, we have cell phones now and, and, and you know, whatever reasons that we make excuses. Don't you yeah. love the excuses, everybody? Every, like, well, we try to, more we people excuse it's just because everything and the foolishness, will come. <laughs> the foolishness of this is absolute insanity. Um, but this is what's happening. I mean, the, the, the love is growing cold and we as christians cannot let that happen to ourselves this is a problem this was the 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 cold dead church of revelation 3 um i mean in in both sardis and laodicea i mean they in context these are these are doctrinal doctrinally cold these are are false doctrines these are um, you know, moving further and further away from it. But there's a literal application there with love itself and in, in, in us and in, in the fruit that we produce and how we conduct ourselves and how we hold ourselves as Christians, how we act. Um, that it starts growing cold and we, we see that in our world and, and you know, I, I, I look at the excuses that people are making for this, and, and a lot of Christians want to respond. Well, if he would have just, you know, like Romans thirteen uh, says, to to obey the authorities, if he would have done that, he wouldn't have been dead. You are a fool if you say that. Flat out, y- your heart is cold, and you need to repent. Like, how can you even? Like, say how can that? you say that? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Okay, no, he's not a martyr. George Floyd, I'll say this right now, is not a martyr. But at the same time, you can pull up a million videos, a ton of footage right now of people doing, right, of, of these, these unarmed citizens doing just that sure. and still losing their lives, right? Like, there's clearly a bigger issue here. And besides the fact, not, not directly obeying right not doing anything to harm them but not directly obeying a police officer is not grounds Ground for, for death. death but that's but that's what that's what conservative christians exactly. have have accepted is is being okay yeah because it's not listening well, you didn't obey you you know it's just you don't know what it's like <laughs> what okay okay you know no i i, I didn't I didn't p- patrol the streets, and you know it's. Uh, I definitely have been around tense, stressful situations and calls, but um, you know that that never is is justifiable. 
And two popular YouTubers, one is called uh, Donut Operator, who he owns a skate shop in Florida, and he is a now he's a former police officer, but now he runs a YouTube channel as well. Um, but he basically he has the coolest story because he basically became a cop to to bridge that gap between people that don't like cops and cops. <laughs> you know, like I I want to be the good cop. Yeah. And I want to I don't want people to hate cops, but I understand that they do. And so is this other he introduced another guy um with with his thoughts about the whole George Floyd too and I don't remember his name, but it's another YouTuber um who he is a current police officer. And he starts off reciting his oath on this and explaining that, you know, he took this oath. And the reason why he became a police officer is because he grew up in a neighborhood that police officers were screwing with him. And instead of getting mad and hating him, which they did for a while, he's like, you know what? I do hate police officers, so I'm going to go become one. Because I'm going to not, I want people to not hate this. This is something that needs to be done. And this is something that can be for the good. And, and, and we need in our society, but... You know, we need to do it. And these, these two both put out excellent content. And the first one does, Donut Operator does use a little language because he is very, um, very upset at Derek Chauvin. Um, he said, thanks for making it hard on the rest of us. And um, the other guy that he introduced, um, you know, he, he his thing was saying, that this is exactly what I became a police officer not to do. I came to, to help and aid people like George Floyd to realize that this man was caught in addiction. This man was caught in, you know, a, a, a tough spot, a situation. Um, he, he, you know, th this, there's a lot that could have been done differently in this situation um, that wasn't. And, and that's the type of, and thanks, because... Because of things like that, now it makes their job so much harder. So now it makes those good cops, it makes it so dangerous for them. Like we saw in that video in New Mexico, there's, there's, there is a, a, this has risen. And I told, I hate to say I told you so. It's not about me. It's not about puffing myself up. But this is something that, it, it's not I told you so. It's common sense tells you that this is going to start happening. You don't identify a problem. You don't admit a problem. You make excuses for a problem. The problem becomes more than you can bear. And guess what? Eventually on the other side, it's going to turn into the same problem. And it has. And this is, and this is, this all goes by us just passing by these things and having a cold heart towards these things on either side and that's not something that that we can do um we understand that the world is evil nobody is is doubting that and and we see that you know paul says in romans 130 they invent new ways of sinning um you know uh it's you know it, it it's not something that um, we should be surprised of because the world is headed in this direction. But remember that your enemy is not flesh and blood. And remember that this is all 
Satan pitting us against each other. And that's, that's all this is. I mean, it's, come on, we have to have some sort of common sense here. You don't have to agree with the verdict. You don't have to, but you have to understand what's happening. And you can't point to some conservative that, you know, I've watched them all, believe me. Crowder, um, um, Shapiro, all these conservative people. And I just have been absolutely disgusted in a lack of, of just, I just go, really? Like, we all watch the same thing. We all, and, and we all know the same information. And, and I, I, then, like I said, the realization came that this is designed this way. It's designed for us to fight and to hate and to form sides and go, well, I, you know, because black lives matter, this, you know, blue lives matter. You know, and, and the fact is, yes, all lives matter. And there's also a fact of, yes, some lives don't matter to others as much. But that's that there, there is racism involved in that. We have what do you think is happening right now? We we always have had that racism demon that's been around in this country since the beginning you find a nation off of slavery and you pull a bunch of people from africa and a bunch of europeans bring a bunch of people from africa over here guess what's going to happen you're going to deal with this for the rest of your nation's existence in some form or another what i mean what do you think is going to happen that's a de- this is demonic this is biblical this isn't something that, that, that it's, well, you know, statistics are, or, you know, well, we said sorry, they shouldn't. Shut up. I want to slap you in the mouth. Seriously. What do you, like, as a Christian, what do you think? How, what do you think's going on? Of course there is. And of course, monsters are built on both sides. You oppress one thing, it's going to come up and it's going gonna, it's gonna to oppress the other. And guess what's happening now? Right now, we see even in the results of this trial, I was somewhat surprised. Okay, This is also going to where I'm admit that I'm, gonna, I'm honestly surprised that they did pin all of those charges on Chauvin. I, I thought for sure that second was out. I thought second degree murder was out. I thought third degree and, and, and manslaughter. And I thought maybe even third degree might get counted out because it acted like, um, you know, they, they acted like the Maxine Waters comments about it and Black Lives Matter and all these things. They acted like all of these things um, could have cued a, a, a um, you know, for them to, to just trash the trial. And that's, you know, so taking that into to consideration but yeah i did not think that that but they did and that made an example out of him and that's i would say that right now the and with this culture that we have with this liberal culture this is setting it up for a a racist monster and we're already there from the other side where you can be everything but white 
I mean, you, we're, we're apologizing for it. We're, you know, I mean, there's so many different things, you know, white print, we've got all these different things. So now you have this huge, well, guess what that's going to do? Now, the white racism monster was already there. But guess what's going to happen now that this ridiculousness has come out on the left? So, you know, the next step is, is that you're going to build this other huge giant monster that's even bigger than it was before. And get and it's going to build up this other mo- and it's it's not going to stop, but it exists and it exists because Jesus said that it was going to happen flat out. I mean, that's that's what really the bottom line of everything here, guys, we are headed to. So we have got to take that into consideration in every single action, every single thought that we have and understand these things. And while it boils down to Satan and hate and it has nothing to do with race, you can't take the race element out of there. And what sucks is people get caught in the middle and there's real people in there that are hurting, that are truly hurting. And we have oppressed the black community for a long time. And there has been a lot of, of things that have been horrible. You go back to the 70s and 80s and, and even 60s. I mean, of course, we know our country before then. But even into the 70s and 80s, there was, I mean, we literally set these people up to fail. And we literally created this monster. We did. Politicians created this monster. Policies created this. Satan had his hand in all of it. But it does exist and people are caught in the middle of it. And you can't act like it doesn't. You don't apologize for it. We're not woke. Any of that bullpucky. Jeff Durbin. But... There's there's a certain aspect that we have to understand that does exist and it is real and there's people caught there and we can't become cold to that. So I guess that's my final thoughts on this, but this needs to be a biblical response from us and not an emotional response, not in a not a media response, not a, a, a what you have opinions on response. It needs to be a biblical response and you can't take Romans 13 and say, well, see. They have the sword. They can kill them. Because at the, the, the bottom line That's to it not, all is, is at, if, you're a, if you're professing to be a follower of Christ, but you look at something like this, and, and really you can apply this to any type of worldly situation, but if you're looking at this either leaning black lives matter or leaning blue lives matter, you're not doing this biblically. Exactly. You're not living as a follower of Christ. You're not living as a citizen of heaven if that's how you're looking at this situation or any other situation, honestly, across the board. So if you've been looking at this leaning, like I said, blue or black, right? Which way are you leaning? Then that's not biblical. That's not accurate. And as followers of Christ, we cannot, cannot profess him and claim to walk as he and do all of that yet behave in these ways no we cannot no we can't 
There's no excuse there, for there, it. There is none. And and the, the coldness that a Christian shows when you say something like, well, he should have just obeyed the police. Yep. You have that, that, that is, that's not biblical. That's not a biblical response or, or even, you know, again, uh, you just using this as, a, as, a, as an example for it. That's not the type of heart that we need to have. And that's not the type of response that we need to have. Um, at the same time, we realize that this is this is not something that is that is good. This movement is horrible and it's demonic and and it's yeah. it's very large and it's very hate. It's a very hateful machine right now. Yeah, I mean, Black Lives Matter and just all of this pitting, you know, black people against white people. Like, like it's it's for real. And I know even. You know, I mean, we live here in the South and, um, you know, not so much where we are here, we're in the mountains, um, but we, we come from Charlotte and, you know, Charlotte has got a very large population and, you know, there is many issues in Charlotte. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, we can't, matter of fact, there's just a little girl. Um, I, I, there's something that, a shooting that just happened there. Yes, last night or the day before. Really? Yeah. Yeah, another one. Mm. Um, I, I believe it was a little girl that was killed. Um, and, you know, so it's, we see it. And we see, I've seen the the hate and the animosity between both. And it's it's something that's unfortunate and it's in our world and we as Christians just need to understand that aspect of it and not choose sides. I guess that's, um, you know, I guess that, that's it ended up. And to realize that this is... That's the summary of the podcast. That's the summary and that, 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 you know, Jesus' words, um, as I said, that are speaking of his second coming um, in, in the tribulation period, not just 70 AD, the tribulation period as well. Um, they are there very, very, as we know, accurate. And I believe that they are reflecting everything that we see today. And that's what yeah. Jesus was t- speaking about throughout this whole age. And we see that um, these things seemingly uh, like birth pains will increase until the time of uh, the end. So keep all these things in, in mind. I hope that, um, and pray that this certainly can be, um, the last, last podcast <laughs> that I would have to do on this topic. I, I think this is my final thoughts on it, but, <laughs> but then at the same time, look what the world, look what the world says. Yeah. So anyway, that's, uh, that's our take on it. And, uh, just remember to take this to prayer and, and not not let your love go cold, grow cold for anyone. Anyone. Across the board. Anyone.